Are you ready to get fired up? This is the Spitfire Podcast with your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire Coach, a certified life and business coach out of Washington, D.C. We're talking to everyday people on the topics that burn them out and ignite their passion. So sit back, relax, and get ready to spit some fire. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Lauren Lemonian, and I'm super excited that you have joined us for season two of the Spitfire podcast. Now, if you didn't catch any of the episodes in season one, fear not. They're available on our website at spitfirepodcast.com, or you can listen to them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So head on over there, click the link, download it, subscribe, tell your friends, and enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Lauren Lemonian, the Spitfire Coach, based in sunny, it's so sunny today, Washington, D.C. I feel like all I do is talk about the weather, but I am obsessed with spring. I'm obsessed with birds chirping, flowers blooming, uh, the feeling of just being out in a t-shirt. It's amazing. Uh, I'm actually in my apartment recording this, and I'm looking over at my money tree it was given to me on the day of my book release, and this sucker has been blooming like nobody's business the last couple months. I was just gone on a trip for about three or four days, and I came back, and I think it had like three or four new sprouts on it. So I'm totally taking that as a sign of abundance and lots of money coming my way. But we're not talking about botany today. Uh, I'm not an expert, but I am a firm believer of this whole idea that plants are reflective of the energy that we put out. So I have been talking very nicely to my plant. I give it words of encouragement. Uh, my dog hangs out next to it, so I'm sure that they are having a very symbiotic relationship. So if you don't have any green in your space, you should get some. I mean, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, and I think by the time you listen to this, it would just pass. So get some green. It'll be on sale. And we're not talking about green today. Well, maybe it does impact the green in your bank account. But I want to talk today about taking risks. And that word can either be exciting to you or it could probably be creating some stress or having that immediate reaction. And the reason I want to talk about it is I heard recently from a group that asked me to come in and do a two-hour workshop and this idea of creating space and wanting people to feel safe and taking risks kept coming up. And so I thought about it and I'm like, well, what actually is risk? And what prevents us or inspires us to take that step into the unknown? So to me, a risk is something that challenges your norm. It challenges the complacency or the safe zone, the homeostasis that we live in. So if you think about it on a very biological level, our bodies and the way that our hormones and the way that our brain works and our organs, everything works in harmony to try to maintain homeostasis. So that essentially means non-changing, known, it's all functioning, everything is exactly how it needs to be. And the body works to kind of counter any type of threat, any stress. You know, if you have a cut, then your body reacts and goes to the source and tries to clot it. If you have stress, you have all of these electronic, like crazy reactions that shoot up hormones and cortisol levels because it's preparing you for fight or flight. There are all these mechanisms that exist within us. So when we think of risks, we can actually look at it as, is this creating stress in a way that holds me back? Or is this creating a catalyst for me to push forward? So I think the way that we look at risks 
is the way that we probably look at stress or at opportunity. And so when I got approached to ask, or when I got approached to present on this, I wanted to think about what is the environment that fosters risk-taking? And it came down to one word. And that word is trust. And a lot of people talk about creating, you know, these cultures of trust and these cultures of open communication, but very few are walking the walk. If you think about people that are right outside of school, people who are experiencing their first or even second job, or maybe they've come from an organization where speaking up or doing things against the grain was not accepted, or maybe they came from a family where you don't challenge the norms, where you do everything in order to conform, taking a risk is basically going against the grain of our belief system. So it's not as easy as saying, Everyone in my company should take risks because that's the culture that we have. No, think about what it took for you to feel courageous, to feel empowered, to feel confident into stepping into the unknown. Taking a risk is going against the safety net. There may be, you know, areas where you have enough cushion, you can have what you call calculated risks. But if you think about it of, of going against what you've always done or trying something new, there is undoubtedly the fear of the unknown. What happens if I fail? What happens if I succeed? So I think the best way to approach it is, you know, what is, what is the best way to not just talk about trust, but to create that environment that allows people to try to experiment, to stumble, and then to come back from it? Because here's what happens. If a company says, we want innovation, we want creativity, we want new, 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 and someone sticks their neck out and it doesn't go well and then they get blamed, what do you think is going to happen the next time that you ask them? Are they going to raise their hand? Well, they might. They might be a glutton for punishment, but they probably won't. And it also sends a signal to everyone else in the company that you don't want to take risks because you're going to have to take the fall. So think about what the actual culture is. What is the vibe in the office of how people either raise their hand or not? And if they're not raising their hand, then you probably do not have a culture based on trust. You may have some other really great qualities, but this is where taking those necessary steps come in. And a lot of it is allowing people to express themselves in the way that they feel most comfortable and rewarding that in a way that's you know not a day off or here's a raise, but giving them that feedback of what you enjoy and how you can give constructive feedback. So if you're like me and you work for yourself and you don't have that feedback mechanism of an office or a boss, you know how do you take risks? Are you taking risks? And I've had to come face to face with this. I have been shying away from taking risks. I was going the safe zone a lot of times because it's not even about failing. I actually love to fail. <laughs> I do it quite often. Um, I couldn't tell you how many rejection letters I've been getting from speaking opportunities. I'm like, okay, good. It's a definitive answer. But I am more afraid of success because it changes the way that I think about myself. It changes the way that I do business. And it challenges me to have to step up into a new professional level. You've heard probably the phrase leveling up, but that's a big deal if you have always existed in one way of being. 
if you know yourself as working with a certain type of people, when you start to get exposed to people who you perceive as more qualified, more experienced, more successful, it starts to poke and prod at the comparison, at the judgment, at the imposter syndrome. All of that stuff gets triggered from that taking risks. So this is where the best thing that I can recommend if you have any hesitation around taking risks is to start building evidence. Now, what kind of evidence do you need? Well, it's the things that if you look at it, if you were to take that step, what would you need in order to support it? And a lot of people tell me, well, I need more experience. I need more time. Well, what kind of experience? What kind of time? What are you going to be doing? So it's it's kind of like tricking our not even tricking ourselves, but it's re, re gearing everything in our mind to talk us into it rather than talking ourselves out of it. It's almost like if we look at something that's so impossible that we couldn't possibly be able to achieve it. But when we look at it, we can, you know, notch it back and cut it down into smaller pieces of what do I need in order to feel confident? What do I need in order to feel successful? How do I know I'm on the right track? And this is where calculated risks come in. So if you look at, if I were to take this step and I were to fail in the worst possible way, if I were to crash and burn and have the worst case scenario happen, what would be my potential risk exposure? So if you have a finance background, this is probably right up your alley. But what is your, what is your risk exposure when it comes to finances, emotions, and time? So this is a way for you to objectively look at it. So it's not just you having this reaction of, this feels good, I'm going to do it, but saying, you know what, the potential upswing is this, the potential, you know, regression or, or consequence is this. And if you're comfortable being somewhere in that spectrum, then go for it. But if you know that at that bottom, that you will not be okay, so let's say you invest like 10 grand in something and you've got $11,000 in your bank account, it's probably not a good step for you because you don't have the guarantee that you will pay your bills and that will actually create more stress, which will prevent you from being creative and having more innovation and being able to resolve it. So this is where understand what your potential gain is and understand what your potential loss is. And then what is it gonna take if you put 10% into the effort, into your investment, what does that look like? If you were to increase that to 20%, what would that look like? If you were to increase that to 50%. So it's just having an honest conversation with yourself, taking the emotion out of it, taking the storytelling out of it, and looking at what is the best case and what is the worst case scenario. So this is for the people who work from home. If you are in an environment where you're in an office, you're working for another business, and you want to start taking those risks, I would highly recommend getting an ally. So instead of looking at what are the financial or emotional risks, what are the social or political risks associated with it? Because it's usually a relationship game when you're in business. It's usually people getting impacted on uh, their time or potential profit lines. And that's really where most companies are, are geared. So if you can align yourself with someone who maybe has a sem- somewhat different opinion but similar goals and values, you can use them as a sounding board to brainstorm ideas, but also to look for blind spots. So maybe you're not looking at all of the potential areas of concern or threats that are involved. So get out of your own head. 
get out of your own like personal story about it and pull it outside of yourself so that you can actually go and explore what the potential impacts are. You know, if it's a great idea, go talk to people about it. Don't keep it to yourself. Um, do it with people you trust. This is where trust comes in. And if you know that maybe this isn't ready for the full company or the CEO to present to, then start small. Make it almost like a guerrilla warfare of innovation and creativity um, and see where you can make smaller moves to generate more momentum and more traction. And this could be also used if you have your own business. You know, maybe you're not ready for that $10,000 investment, but what would a $100 investment look like? What would a $1,000 investment look like? You know, it's not about other people solving it. So that's the other piece. If taking a risk is investing in someone else making your business happen, you got to look for the proof. You got to look for the verification and it's beyond someone else's testimonial on their website that's marketing. It's promotion. So step away from that. But think about what are the areas that you don't feel strong in that by outsourcing and controlling and managing that project will help to elevate your brand which is very different than someone else teaching you their seven-step mode to make six figures. That's not what we're talking about here. This is about how do you get support or invest in software or something else that's going to help elevate your brand to bring more money in or more exposure in. Okay, so this is like all over the place as far as who we're talking to, but taking risks is part of this you know if we're not growing we're dying you know my little it's coming back to my tree it's so great if my plant didn't start growing if it was just kind of existing at some point it would start dying because it is in the dna i don't know do plants have dna sure why not it is within the makeup of a plant to continue to grow to want to expand to branch off and we are just like that we need to be growing we need to be trying new things we need to be experimenting but we need to make sure that it works for us, that it doesn't create a stress reaction that debilitates us, that blocks our creativity. So think about the areas that if you were able to step out a little bit, maybe make a new connection, maybe do things slightly different, what would a five degree shift look like for you? And what would you need in order to accomplish that? And make a plan with yourself and be accountable. And if you feel like you're starting to creep back into old patterns, check yourself. Have an honest conversation or go reach out to someone that you feel comfortable sharing this with. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a good friend that you've had. Maybe it's someone who's in a similar line of business. But get out of your own head. You can't do this all on your own. You can, but you'll get us to a certain point and then you will block yourself. But start to get outside of yourself. Start to reach out to your community and your network. Ask for help. Join these amazing like mastermind groups that don't cost 10 grand because it's not worth it. There's tons of group coaching resources. I run the Spitfire Circle. It's been awesome for the members there. I also do a virtual group coaching circle. So there are tons of resources. I do it. Tons of other coaches do it, which is a low cost of entry to get in there and to also feel that support and connection and network from other people. So I will get off of my soapbox and my rant, but I want you to think about what, what is one risk that you can take this month that you know... It's scary as hell, but if you do it, it's going to make all the difference. So go be bold, go take action, go own your power, and keep being awesome. <laughs>